When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the After Trade Deadline edition of Restore the Floor, your Piston NBA podcast right here, thanks to 97.1 and the wonderful people at Odyssey. I'm Stoney. Uh, I am in Florida on a little bit of a vacation Evan Jenkins, the king of the KC, has been running the show for all the shows, all the great podcasts all week. What's up, Ev? You know, as you introduced yourself, I'm Mike Stone. You're in Florida. I'm Evan Jenkins, and I'm befuddled by what happened with the Pistons on a trade deadline. And I'm just trying to figure it out. And I, I figured out a path to victory yesterday with the what they did, but we'll get to that at the end. But what did you think of the move for James Wiseman and giving up on Sadiq Bay? I do not have that much of a problem with giving up Sadiq Bay. <clears throat> I know salary wise, it might not make the most sense because it, uh, it it hurts them like four and a half million dollars in the cap space. Uh, because I think Sadiq Bay, would you agree? Despite his you know fifty burger he had last year, and he had the big he had a big winning shot this year at a game. He's kind of regressed, and I don't know if it was the Pistons uh, that wanted him to expand his game or that was himself deciding that he wanted to drive to the hole and bulk up even more than he was. Because to me, when he got into the league, and uh, tell me if you agree, he's a good catch-and-shoot guy, but that never really materialized after a while, did it? Well, I don't know, I don't know if I necessarily agree because I think he is what he's – been since he got into the league and never progressed and what I mean by that is maybe the way that we looked at him as a rookie that we overvalued what he actually was going to bring remember he wasn't one of the young kids coming into the NBA draft he was more developed than most and I, I just think that's what he was right he had potential on nights to be an unbelievable superstar and then other nights he faded away into the background, and you're like, eh, I don't know if that's exactly what's best for this team, but I know what's not best for this team is another five. Right, and and, and on a team that plays poor defense to begin with, Sadiq Bey was one of the worst offenders on defense. Sure, but, I mean, how many players in the NBA actually hang their hat on defense? I know, I, I, know, I understand When that. you look at the scores, it's 130 to 120 every night. So, I mean, I know. there's, what, 10 dudes in the NBA that that's their MO. So, right. I guess if you can score, it overtakes your, your defense. But if you're not scoring and not playing defense, then, yes, you're very expendable. Look, the, the thing with Wiseman is you're taking a chance. And it's going to be an expensive chance for next year. And then if he, you know, doesn't do anything, then you get rid of it. Then he, you know, walks or whatever. I get that because they're still, even if they got lottery luck, you know, and got, you know, Victor, they're still, you know, he's not going to be a superstar from day one. So there's still a work in progress. Maybe, look, maybe Troy Weaver's biggest flaw 
is not accumulating big men, but it's guys that he loved when they came out of college or early in their you know, basketball careers like Bagley and now Wiseman, where he just thinks somehow they can be <laughs> restored, as he likes to say. Maybe that seems to be his biggest flaw because you and I both agree Bagley, you know, granted he was hurt and he's coming back soon, but that was really, you know, a lot of money for what they – well, not a huge amount of money, but still, you know, shouldn't have got it. Wiseman – I remember when he, you know, went to Memphis and he, you know, Penny bought him some meals or whatever the hell happened. He only played three games. Everybody said this kid had talent, 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 and maybe just needed to grow up. Getting, you know, drafted by Golden State, probably not the best place for him to actually develop. And I, I was, I was watching. Uh, I saw Draymond Green's podcast yeah. a little bit yesterday, and he says that he thinks that Wiseman has a chance to just play. And develop, start to develop good habits, and you know, because he hardly played there. And he would be, besides, he was hurt. And when he when he did play, he didn't play a lot of minutes because of who they had. And I don't know. It's it's a long shot, I think. But the kid had a lot of talent, and he's still just a kid. So maybe there's a chance here. I'm not, I'm not that excited about it. I thought they would do a little more, but yeah. Well, I, w- I want to actually touch on both things that you said because this is. This is Troy Weaver's MO since he has been with the Pistons is mm-hmm. to try to get these guys that were high draft picks, turn them into his project and make them bona fide NBA players, right? So I mean, he's done that since he came in with the players like Josh Jackson, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you look at Jaleel Okafor, Deep. he tried to do it with him and you get these Diallo, guys, Diallo and you get these guys and you wonder at what point are you okay with just saying that that's the wrong way to go about it? Because you don't. Dennis yes. Smith Jr. is another prime example of a dude right. that they try to turn into something that maybe they're not. But now, also, I don't know basketball like Troy Weaver does. I'm not around the right. NBA game like that. But my one question with James Wiseman is when I when he got drafted there, right? It went Anthony Edwards, him, and then Lamelo Ball. Everybody looked at it like this is the perfect place because if there's one thing that Golden State has missed over this time is a big. They have right. not had a real big. And so I thought it was going to be the perfect opportunity, but he couldn't even find the floor. I mean, this kid spent more time in the G League than he did in the NBA. I saw something I on Twitter that made me chuckle. That was like, well, the Motor City Crews obtained a great player today. And <laughs> I'm like, I just, I, I, I like to see it through his eyes and, and where that benefits the team. I heard him on your program this morning. That's a Pistons GM, Troy Weaver on Stoney and Jansen on 97 won the ticket. And he talked about, because you, you had asked him a question about not trading bogey and not trading Alec Burks, who were two right. prime guys. I think that a lot of NBA teams would have loved to have. Now, were they willing to give up the the assets, which is weird that it seemed like five second round picks were the assets that were getting traded yesterday. But, like, I, I'm just I, – I leave so confused because is he trying to build it like the Phoenix Suns? And that's what I started with when I said I saw a path to victory. If you look at the Phoenix Suns, do they have their Chris Paul? They hope they do with Cade Cunningham slash Jaden Ivey, right? Right. They're, they're not Chris Paul. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying right. playing the leader on the floor. They have a Correct. shooter like Devin Booker. Now, Bogey is not Devin Booker, but he is no. that shooter. You know what I mean? You got your DeAndre mm-hmm. Ayton now in, in Durin or slash Wiseman. Right. And now, but 
you don't have KD, but who is their Mikel Bridges <laughs> that got them there? You know what I mean? That's the guy that right. got them to the finals. And exactly. so I think they need to find that somehow, maybe through free agency. <clears throat> excuse me, they can get that person, but that person doesn't exist. And when I asked him <laughs> about, do 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 you think you know you have too many bigs? And he was he answered. It was a surprise answer. It somewhat made sense. Because he said, if you looked in the East, we can't defend bigs. And we, you look at the best teams in the bigs. In the East, rather. You know, you got Cleveland, who's got, what, Allen is one of them. Yeah, but he's not an offensive big. force. No, I know. But he's talking about they just got – he thinks they get killed defensively okay. as well. I mean, they've, nobody can stop, you know, whether it's Giannis or, 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 or Brooke Lopez, right? Boston is, is, is bigger. Yeah, but and, they just and got Philly obviously. I mean, right, and Philly, I just, Philly's got Embiid. So obviously, you know, you have to be able to defend big guys to a certain extent. Yeah, but we also so I know underst- that Philly's not getting there at the end of the day. Like, don't worry about I, Philly. I know. <laughs> well, well, his point was, whether I agree with it or not, his point was, and he tried to make the, you know, a corollary with John from the football where, you know, in certain divisions like the NFC East and football – you know, back in the day, you had to stop the run. You had to stop the run. So he thinks the Eastern Conference, you have to be able to stop, you know, the bigs in your conference. And the West is a different ball game altogether. It's like, why do you even worry about the West right now? We can't even get through the East. Sure. They can't yep. even get through with anybody. I, so I understand that. But do you agree the problem with that? Is, I agree with it a little bit. I wouldn't, but it's, it's such a, to me, they need wings. They need wings who can shoot. That's what this league is about. And that's what they don't have, you know. Bogdanovich is the is the one guy, and he's not an all star. You know what I mean? Well, they have to figure out a way to get all stars. The only and thing that's-, that's disheartening to me, Stony, is we all praised him for that that draft in particular, the Killian Hayes making moves to go get Sadiq Bay, making moves to get Isaiah Stewart, and I don't know what they got from that draft. You know what I mean? He he talked right. this morning about, you know, Jaden Ivey has, has this speed. And I'm like, but we know about that speed. It's the shooting of him that, that we're questioning. And right. he talked about getting the band back together. And the first thing I thought of was like, I saw their first few shows and I wasn't a big fan. Like, No, I, I wouldn't be traveling around the country seeing that band. Yeah, so I just... <laughs> I guess, hey, if if at the end of the day they come away with Big Vic, so be it. You know what I mean? We, we can yes. complain, we can question, we can look at it from different views, but at the end of the day, that's that's the one victory here. Yeah, and yeah, I I wouldn't count on it either because no, it's luck. Knowing they're yes, it's luck, and they might not even be in that situation that they win a few games. It's just I mean, here's like my, Friday night. They play San Antonio. I mean, that team is completely tanked. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they traded one of their best players yesterday. Yeah. The big guy, Poto, right? Well, if you think about it, Pistons traded one of their best players yesterday. <laughs> I'm yeah, just saying that could true. play on yeah, the floor. Yeah. And, right. And I guess it's – do we still – have full faith in, in Troy Weaver, his process, what he's trying to do. The only thing that makes me question it is I think a lot of Pistons fans are going to expect Cade Cunningham to step on the floor next year and instantly pick up where he left off his rookie season. Right. That's not going to happen. That's still going to take a little time because if you think about it, he's still technically going to be playing part of his rookie season. The kid hasn't played 82 games yet. Correct. And uh, – 
it's just a lot of pressure to put on a young man to go and be the man without having the experience to go do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, where I will have faith in Troy Weaver is, and we didn't get into this because I know he wouldn't say any. Well, actually, we talked about the defense, and I said, is it coaching? Uh, chances are they're going to be in have one of the top four picks, so they're going to be one of the worst teams in basketball again. Don't they have to make a coaching change for next year? Especially if you're complaining about the defense. Yeah, I mean, listen. I'm not saying it's all his fault. No, not it's at all. all th- but at some point, you need a different voice in the room, right? I mean, Right, exactly. It's, and, it's, it, and at some point, and it's not now because they just gave him an extension, at some point people are going to have to look at Troy Weaver and say, uh, you know, can't keep doing this. Right? Well, to me personally, I feel like that was a kick the can down the road type of move where yes. we're just prolonging it a little bit more. And I don't know how many more times you can do that. Now, I'm not saying go go out and try to acquire Blake Griffin and get an aging superstar. No, no, no. 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 That's not it. But the pieces that they're putting together doesn't seem like a recipe to win in the NBA today tomorrow or the following year. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. It, 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 it's a mishmash of positions. Yeah, and, and and without a lot of scoring out there. And that's what really worries me because Bogdanovich, listen, I give Troy Weaver full credit for moving Kelly Olynyk for a guy that could come in and do what he's done for this team cuz with imagine this team without him. Oh my god. Like, I don't know what we'd be watching. Like, it might be some, like, bad Big Ten basketball like we already have to watch. But that's yeah, we'd, what, probably have to, we'd probably have to see Buddy Beheim play every game or something but, like that, you know? But that, so you have to give credit where credit is due. And, and and you got him for another two years. So next year, I think it all lays on next year for Troy yes. Weaver. This, I mean, I don't think Dwayne Casey can be the coach coming in next year. Unless, unless it's one of those situations where all the players have a Rudy type deal and they put their jersey on Goris's desk and like he's our coach, I don't see him coming back. I don't see. I don't say I don't see that happening. And also, not to defend Troy Weaver, but he did not hire Dwayne Casey, right? But and I you think stuck a general with him manager, right? And after a general manager has been here for a few years, I think he earns the right to pick his own coach. Sure. Especially it, when this is going as bad as it's going. And not that he he has some fault on it, obviously. And, you know, and what I think they need, because this is how the team is being built, is a young voice in that room. Somebody, I'm not saying Dwayne Casey doesn't relate with these kids or anything like that, but it's just, like I said, a different voice, a different viewpoint, a different way of looking at the game, a different way of motivating these players. Because they're all NBA players. They're all on that floor for a reason. You, you've heard that cliche your whole life, mm-hmm. that they all get paid the same way as the other teams do. And they have talent. They do. There's some games where you're like, okay, they look awesome. And then it's just turnover after turnover, defense elapse after defense elapse. But... We'll, we'll, we'll remain positive. I mean, this whole point of this podcast is restoring everything that yes. we've known to love about this team because I know when the Palace it's, was it, rocking, it was there's no better place in Detroit to go watch a sporting event. No. And I it, think it, it, it'll be the same at LCA. Right. Once they become good, the question is how long is it going to take? I mean, really, it's been over a decade that they've been really relevant. I mean that, that which sucks. I mean they had the one playoff appearance, which I don't many of us didn't think they wanted to be in the playoffs anyway. Yeah, that was but, and Blake's playing yes. on one leg. I mean that might have yeah, ruined I his mean, career in the end of if you think about it because he doesn't play at all anymore. Right, 
Real quick, Ev, just your thoughts on uh, what else happened around the the the, uh, the association with KD and Kyrie and all the other crap. Pa- right. Patrick Beverly being traded that like that was crazy too. <laughs> well, that was crazy. I, to I, a lesser my extent, favorite, my favorite trade was Thomas Bryant and people saying that he was traded because he was calling for that ball on LeBron's uh, record-breaking shot. <laughs> <laughs> that cracks me up a lot. Um, KD to Phoenix is very interesting. I still. I, I think my love for KD is over. I think the guy causes too much drama for no reason. I know. When, dude, you are one of the most elite basketball players on this entire planet. And, yep. I mean, listen, I, I understand you guys have voices and they have a big stage to do whatever they want, but at the end of the day, the fans are paying to watch you play basketball and just go perform, dude. You could have so many rings if, like, the riffraff stuff was gone. I don't think they get it done with him. I like Matt Ishbia coming in and saying, hey, I got an empty checkbook, so let's do this. Um, it just doesn't appear to me that any team that has given up their – future for Kevin Durant has benefited in any way. I mean, Golden no. State did, but that was a free agency signing, right? Yeah. So, Ky- Ky- and, and Kyrie and Dallas, it's going to be fascinating to watch those two play together. There's going to be nights that think, it's electric. I, I, but, but I don't think they're going to be able to do anything. No. You know, substantial long-term. And who knows if he's even going to stay? <laughs> I mean... I mean, That's he, another one that, like, you watch him play basketball as just a pure he's basketball He's unbelievable. Fan. He's great. He can do it all. The kid has yes. the basketball on a string. You're like, oh, my God, I can't believe somebody can dribble like that. He can shoot. He can take it to the rim. He can play bigger than he actually is. But at the end of the day, it's the same thing with KD. Like, I get it. They, 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 they want to voice their opinions on certain stuff and blah, 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 but I'm a basketball fan, so that's what I want to see. And I feel like when that gets in way of basketball, it just kind of steers me away because, I mean, Kyrie coming out of Duke, even like, what do you play, like 15 games at Duke or something like that? Yeah, he got hurt. But he was so good, and then he came in. Yes. And and, and I just hate to see elite talent (laughs) cause other crap. I don't know. Maybe I'm not speaking eloquently enough on that, but I just want to watch basketball, and I don't think they're going to win. I mean, I I like that they won the first game without Luka out there, and and do I agree with them that the Nets probably mistreated all of them? Yeah, it's been a weird road with Kyrie and the Nets. They didn't support him a lot in anything he did. So I can understand his viewpoint there. I mean, the whole yeah. COVID thing and not wanting to play. And, like, they didn't necessarily have his back on that. You know what I mean? No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Yeah. Um, the, other, the other thing I want to mention real quick is um, LeBron, you know, becoming the NBA all-time leading scorer. And not to get into, you know, you're a Jordan guy, and I get that. Uh, not to go who's the best of all time. It's just it's incredible what that guy has done. I'll tell you, know, you with what. All, with, with all the pressure – I mean, him coming out of high school on the cover of Sports Illustrated and right from the get-go, uh, he morphed into a great player very quickly. Uh, look, he had some you know, problems winning championships at the beginning. I get all that. He, you know, The Dallas series when he was with Miami was terrible. The decision definitely twisted people's minds against him. I was one of them. I thought it was handled so improperly. But the guy is... I think on the court, definitely he's he's selfless. He that was always the knock on him. He didn't want to take the big shot. He was always trying to make his teammates better. And the fact that he, you know, scoring as many points as he's been able to accumulate, 
He's a great, great player. You never hear about any problems he's had never. off the court. He has been exemplary for the league. He's done a great job you know, with the school stuff he's done in his hometown. Look, is he a diva? Is he complaining a lot on the floor? But, yeah, okay, whatever. You don't have to like the guy, okay? And I don't particularly like him all the time either. But you cannot deny how great he is still. That's the amazing thing. Still at his freaking age, he's able to be one of the top five players in this league, I think, and probably will be for the next two to three years. Do you want the negative or the positive for me first, Tony? Give me the negative. All right. The only thing I had a problem with was that they lost that game. <laughs> and and when you go to uh, look at the greats, and I consider in my lifetime the greats are Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and him. Jordan and Bryant both would have been pissed off at the end of that game that they didn't win in the position that that team is in right here, right now. Yeah. So that's the only thing that makes me have a difference between him, Jordan, and Kobe is that drive to win and, and to do it in a public setting like that. I get it. It was a great accomplishment, and this is where the positive comes. I think if that guy wins another NBA championship, he's going to go down as the greatest basketball player that has ever lived on this entire planet, over Michael Jordan, over Kobe, over Will, Bill Russell, you name it, he will be number one. Because Especially his, if he does it with another team. That's what I'm saying. Well, even if it's the Lakers, I don't care who it's with. Just the yeah. fact that at this age, he's averaging 33 points a game. He went out on that night in an NBA where, listen, to score 36 points is extremely hard. He knew he was doing that. Jay-Z wasn't there because of the, he wasn't going to do it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, all those yeah. people knew. He told them, this is happening tonight. And, I mean, listen, I gained a lot of respect because he's – basically six months younger than me. I have never trained the way that he does, but there's days I can't get out of bed, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I haven't done anything bad to my body other than, like, a few injuries when I was younger compared to what he mm-hmm. does day in and day out. It's so impressive to break that record, to go out and do it. Like you said, the pressure from me watching him in high school on ESPN with all of that pressure to then go to not only the NBA, but you go to your hometown team where that pressure is even bigger because we've seen Mm -hmm. it here multiple times where like Charles Rogers, prime example, if that dude's out of Detroit, I think that's a different career. 100%. But he thrived in it. All he wanted was to represent Cleveland and he brought a championship there. Like I've hated on the guy a lot over my life just because of my love for Michael Jordan and being petty and not thinking that he could surpass him. But like I said, if he doesn't, then he's in that group of Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James for me. So, I mean, I gained a lot of respect for him. And I I understand my generation. Look, I think Wilt was unbelievable. Kareem was – look, there were a lot of great players. Uh, And a lot of people my age don't like LeBron. Uh, They don't like the style of basketball. F you if you don't like LeBron and appreciate how good he is. Well, and that's the thing, dude, because he can do it all. Just like I was saying with Kyrie, I mean, he's learned to shoot a three-pointer. At his age, he still can take it to the basket with the best of them. He can play the post. He defends. I mean, he is, I mean, 33 points at his age. Now, granted, it's not on a winning team, but let's let's be frank. Michael Jordan, when he was his age, played on a crappy Wizards team. Correct. So, I mean, take it for what it's worth. 
he he broke the record. I know it was less games than what Kareem. Kareem, I mean, he didn't seem like he really wanted to be there. It was past his bedtime. I don't know what was going on with that. <laughs> well, I think Kareem, uh, didn't they have something? I don't know what it was about something that LeBron said. Not about Kareem, just a, a social meet, a social issue or something, I think. Kareem oh, said, but yes. But I don't remember exactly yet again, what it was. But, I don't care yeah. about that. You guys are I playing know. basketball. Like that little exactly. orange basketball for those 48 minutes on that game clock. The two hours of your time, that's all we care about. Yes, absolutely. I'm sorry. I, I just, I'm sorry to say it, but that's why I pay money is to go watch them dribble a basketball and do something that takes extreme talent that you don't find on any street corner or anywhere. You know what I mean? It's the biggest yep. humans on this earth playing an athletically freaky game, and they do it with the best of the ability. So I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> I went off by on the a way, little. By the way, it's, it's amazing when all, all the, uh, the big stars – that Brooklyn had Ben Simmons is the only one left. <laughs> and you know what? And maybe that's the best year. thing for him. I mean, that Cam Thomas three games in a row scoring over oh my, 40 points. See, that's what you want Troy Weaver to do. Find your Cam Thomas. But we thought they did with Sadiq Bay, and then it just went. You know what I mean? Like, but you know what? It, it's like Brad Holmes with the Lions. Admit your mistake and move on. That's something right. I feel some teams in this city of Detroit have had a problem with, and they take pride over accepting failure. You know what I mean? Right. So, I mean, so, l- listen, at this time next year, if we're talking about being a seven seed with promise, then it was all worth okay. it. Okay. Absolutely. All right. We'll have another episode next week pre-All-Star uh, break. Are you going to be in Monday when the Chiefs win? Um, I'll be in. I'll be in the <laughs> I'm, Eagles, kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know. I know. I don't Who are you rooting for, by the way? I don't know. I, what? So with the Super Bowl, obviously the team that I root for has never been there. So right. I always just root for the best game possible. So like, if the Chiefs are up twenty-eight to fourteen in the third quarter, I'm rooting for the Eagles, or vice versa. Okay. So right. I don't bet That's on fair. it. I'm betting on the That's golf. Fair. Oh, and we need to have your guy on too, the Phoenix Suns. Um, Play-by-play, oh, I think he, he can yeah. tell us some stuff about what went Yeah, down. I thought about trying, but I think they were on the road. They played. No, in that's fine. We'll night, talk so to him yeah. in the future on Restore the Floor, and we'll have fun with him. That's a good guy, and I'll pick his brain about golf, too. Uh, all right. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Restore the Floor.